Do you want to be right or do you want to get it right? I was thinking about this as a, as a prompt, as a question after I watched the new Netflix documentary about MH370, the Malaysian airline that disappeared in, uh, must've been 2014 now. And it was a, you know, it was a very compelling documentary, lots of different theories of different dubiousness, the dubious quality to them. But I was thinking about all these different people they interviewed from, you know, really deep aviation experts to journalists to amateurs with strong theories to family members of, you know, people on the plane and all this. And I was just struck by how it seems like so many people, myself included, have not learned the difference between these two modes of being, these two modes of thinking, being right and getting it right. And what I mean by that is when we're trying to be right, this is my own definition. I'm not sure anybody else would, you know, according to this, but this just rings true to my ears anyway. When you're trying to be right, it's mostly a position of, it's a stance of defending your position and looking for the justification for predecided you know, position you have about something. So if you decide that it was the pilot's fault and the pilot did it, or it was Russia that absconded with the plane or the U S blew it out of the air. You know, these are all things that talked about in the Netflix documentary that, you know, to be right, to you know, be in a, be in the stance of being right is you're defending that you're seeking out the data that confirms that. And, you know, I've talked about, about that a lot and everybody has, it's, confirmation biases, all these cognitive biases that go into that. Whereas the, you know, the mental stance of wanting to get it right is very different. And, I'm, and so I see those as two poles, right? There are two poles on a, on a, on a spectrum, two ends of a spectrum. And the tricky thing is it's not always obvious what pole somebody's at because they can look really quite similar. It's not like there's a big sign on their head that says right now they're trying to be right. And right now they're trying to get it right. And what I realized is for a long time, I was thinking of, Oh, more of a binary. Like some people are trying to be right. And some people are really good thinkers. and They're trying to get it right. And actually, no, it's not the case at all. We're constantly kind of moving back and forth between those two modes of being. Sometimes we're a little more flexible and open and open to being wrong. Um, and just, you know, having an open-minded hunt for the truth. And that's in that getting, get it right mode. Um, and then, you know, one minute later, we might switch into something and feel a little bit attacked, a little bit emotionally invested in an idea. And, or maybe we just subliminally start building up evidence that confirms our, our preconceived, uh, pre-existing belief. And so we're constantly flipping. And I, this is not just people in this, in this Netflix documentary, obviously, I think it's all of us when we're trying to discuss complex topics and probably personal topics too, but complex topics. Um, we're, yeah, we're constantly oscillating between these two modes of being. And, and I think certainly in the cool light of day, we can all agree that the mode of being of trying to get it right is better for all of us. Um, less attachment to our ideas, less defensiveness, less hostility towards people who disagree with us. Um, yeah, but it's not, it's not clear to me again, for one thing, is, is the right proportion between these two things, two states of being 100 to zero, i.e. should we just strive to spend all of our time in the get it right mode and zero of our time in the be right mode? And I think I've, I've mentioned this on other, 
when they're musings, but my sense is it's probably not 100 to 0. Maybe it's like 90 to 10. Have a little bit of defensiveness in us because a little bit of that that sense of trying to protect your beliefs or like shut down other people's criticism of your beliefs is not the worst thing in the world. It can, you know, a little, what do you call it? Repartee between people is not the worst thing in the world. Confrontation between these things and to have a confrontation, you know, requires some amount of wanting to be right. Um, and so, you know, there's some sense that confrontation can lead to better outcomes in terms of moving toward closer to truth. And in this case, what happened to the plane. And it strikes me that it's just as important and relevant, these, this idea between be right or get it right in the other huge, one of the other huge public mysteries we're living through and, you know, uh, still wrestling over it, which is how did COVID originate? Where did it come from a lab? Uh, was it intentionally made there? Was, you know, was it released from the lab in some way, or was it, you know, more of a natural origin from the wet market there in Wuhan? And, um, yeah, I think there's lots of smart people on both sides of that debate, but smart people and dumb people, I think are in that shifting space where we're, we're dancing between those two things without knowing it. And that's, that's the key thing for me is watching that, that film, the Netflix documentary on MH370. I was just struck by, it seemed to me that these people, a lot of these people had not heard of, maybe they have, but maybe it was it, maybe it's me, but it seemed like they had not heard of some basic concepts in cognitive bias in terms of thinking about how we think and understanding how we think and how do we wary of how we think. It's like, we're always, a lot of these people are on the lookout for people lying to them, whether it's um, authorities or governments or companies or corporations people lying to them, trying to pull the hood over, you know, the, the wool over their eyes. And that's good. I think it's good. It's good to be on the lookout for, you know, people that lie <laughs> and institutions that lie and governments that lie and militaries that lie. But I think the key lesson for me from, from everything I've learned about, um, you know, cognitive bias and thinking about thinking, and that's not very much, mind you, that is like a few books, some podcasts, but it's something that's stuck in my brain for a long time now. Um, Everything that I've learned points me to say that the person we should be most on guard, um, you know, on guard of, on guard towards in terms of lying is ourselves. We we lie to ourselves most of all, not always explicitly, but it's more in all these, you know, myriad of cognitive biases that we've talked about. Um, and so we're most at risk of lying to ourselves than being lied to by somebody else. And just that simple fact you know, if you took nothing away else away from think, you know, the science of thinking about thinking or how thinking functions, I would say it's that we, we should, you know, be a little bit doubtful of ourselves, um, and know that we can deceive ourselves quite rapidly and, and all the time. And I think it'd be fun to dive more into, you know, there's a lot of questions that are so interesting in these, both these questions both these big mysteries, the origins of COVID and the, what happened to MH370 in terms of how much do we defer to experts? Um, what is, what do coincidences mean? Um, how should we interpret, um, you know, how should we interpret things? Should we interpret with a lens towards maliciousness, towards incompetence when we see, you know, information being withheld or not being shared or things not being done that seem like obvious in retrospect in terms of how they could have gotten to the truth of something. And I don't really want to dive into that tonight, but I do think there's, it's rich for more exploration and I do want to dive into it more, but I just want to keep, end it by where I started, which is 
something to ask ourselves is when we're in an argument, whether it's about, you know, arguing with my friend or your friend about MH370 or the origins of COVID, or maybe arguing with your partner about something, um, are you, are you trying to be right or are you trying to get it right? Yeah. Be right or get it right. I think it's it for me. It's a useful heuristic. So I'm just going to play with that one a little bit. And like I said, I am, I do want to revisit all the other myriad fascinating questions that, that those two mysteries bring out for me. But tonight we'll leave it at that. And I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Thanks so much for listening again. And we'll see you next week on happy when curious. Thank you.